Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that sends probes to Uranus with 24 moons. I'm Greg. I'm John. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing episode 11, The Probe. So uh, you'll get our take on the episode. Oh my god, this episode. You'll be hearing <laughs> about it. So yeah, it's it's been another week. Uh, we've got some stuff in the pipeline. And of course, Halloween coming up in a week. So yeah, there you go. Spec summer for that. Hmm. listeners <laughs> well we'll yeah. have something we'll have something but yes so we watched this episode it's um quite an emotional episode we'll get into it a bit and of course we'll give our thoughts at the end but uh yeah i think uh, everybody's gonna have something to say about it that's for sure yeah, it was, was very fun and also sad yeah as we'll see spoilers yeah. I took fun from it more than the other thing. That's why I just wanted to clarify. Like, I thought it was really fun, and then like we're gonna get to like the part where everyone's uh-huh. like, eh. I was I was thinking about doing a bit where like, oh, this is the last episode of Beast Wars because they well, that's get why to go it's so home. sad because it's the last episode. It's oh, okay. Like, it's only the oh, great. Episodes. Kendall's the one who spoiled it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although so I always wonder because. Does do people actually listen to rewatch podcasts like not knowing what happens on the given episode? Because I like I, when I listen to rewatch podcasts, it's it's like it's like I watch well, I'll I'll listen along, so I'll watch the episode and then I'll listen to it. Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I personally, really I I I've seen Power Rangers, and I've seen Digimon, mm-hmm. so I don't rewatch them when I've listened to those casts. Although I have been rewatching Digimon, but in Japanese. Mm. Along with uh, Digital Moncast. But with Power Rangers, I haven't been. I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen it like a hundred times. I can just listen to it. And sometimes yeah. it, I get surprised by things that happen. And it's kind of fun to like have them reveal mm-hmm. stuff to you. Yeah, I, uh, my thing is like, because I, I, uh, Mission Log is one of, is one of my, uh, kind of go to, like, this is the epitome of a rewatch podcast. It's the Star Trek rewatch podcast that's like sponsored by, uh, Gene Roddenberry's son, and uh, that's been cool. Yeah, wow, and they're really official, and they're really yeah, they're like they're really good, especially the um the episodes where they're covering the original series because that's sort of how the the podcast was like designed to be a little bit more analytical and yeah. uh, and you know addressing bigger themes of the um but like the thing is I've had to stop listening to it recently because I watched all of Next Generation like in a you know, however many month long binge or series of binges and I, and so it's, but, it, but they're only doing one episode a week. So it's like, now it's been like a year since I saw those episodes that they're talking about. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, I don't really remember that episode. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, teenagers with attitudes actually get into the same spot because it's been a few months. Cause I, I kind of binged through, uh, through all of mighty Morphin uh, this summer and so it's been a couple of months, so I'm thinking I might have to go back and watch watch it week by week. Yeah. I'm sure that I, there's quite a few people that do that. For me, I tend to do like little spit bursts and and fits of it. Like uh, like I'll watch like five episodes or something like that at a time, so so I can you know when the when they get to the episode there, uh, like I have I have heard like I've watched it. But then, if they like point something out that I missed or something like that, it's still a little fresh in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, yeah. 
I know one of the reasons I probably don't rewatch everything that I uh, listen to rewatch podcast stuff because I don't I don't have time during the week, but <laughs> I have tons of time to listen to podcasts because I I'm a dishwasher at a restaurant and the whole time I'm working it's just podcasts. Mm. So like I get six hours of podcasts like four days a week. So, but I, I don't have time to like sit down and like watch an episode all the time kind of thing, right? And that like, is even with oh. like. I mentioned I watched Digimon Digimon podcast. I like I like burned through a bunch of Digimon episodes, and they haven't even caught up with what I burned through yet. So I haven't right. watched that in a while. And um, other uh, podcast, I've never rewatched podcasts. Listen to us on this network. It's totally reprised, and I just I don't care about the Totally Spy Show enough to watch it. <laughs> but I enjoy their podcast <laughs> talking about it. And the other one I listen to, I guess, is the Spinoff Doctors by Jim Sterling and Conrad Zimmerman, and their movies. So I even have, I have less even even less time to watch those. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's that is one nice thing about um, podcasts that are formatted like us or teenagers with attitude, where it's a twenty minute show and then three hours of talking about it. <laughs> we so are it's like a good, the, the it's a good ratio dead of of ninety shows. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. It's funny. I was yeah. explaining uh, to one of my cousins what a what a podcast is. Um, or like what a, the type of, it was, it was actually for the, um, for rebels without a cause, the, the star Wars rebels podcast that I did for the first season of that show. And, uh, and, and he was like, Oh, so it's like talking dead. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it's like talking dead is, I mean, Chris Hardwick's even like comes out of podcasting. It's just, uh, it's funny, funny the the, um, reverse, reverse causality there or whatever. So uh, yeah. speaking of reverse causality on IMDb, uh, we have some uh, some what a trivia. Segue. Um, so uh, <laughs> so I'm going to read these the trivia. Um, there's three pieces of trivia, and one of them's listed first, but I'm going to read it last because it's my favorite. Um, so uh, I actually actually I don't I didn't read this one yet. Um, Rhinox's readout screen says. CC est un alphabet tre bizarre et j ne comprens rien with transformers letters, which is French. Uh, oh, I should have had I should have had uh, one of you Canadians read that because um, you're probably used <laughs> oh, to yeah, reading because we can all speak French. All well, I mean, us. you're probably used to reading French because it's on your pop cans. Um, yeah, I kind it of says, just ignore that. This the the translate the translation is this is a very odd alphabet and I do not understand anything. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, this is one of the few Transformers episodes in which the bad guys clearly win, which we'll talk about uh, later. But I think uh, the way they handled the ending was really cool for this episode. Um, yeah. And then uh, this is the this is the best thing. Uh, the Rhinox line is pretty good, uh, but the letters on the screen of Scorpinox camera read F-U-C-K in Transformers <laughs> writing. The, <laughs> the animators were fond of hiding such crude jokes in episodes. Yeah, like animators <laughs> well, tend to be that. <laughs> what I find funny is that in the TF wiki, it, it mentions that too, but it has F star star K. Like, oh my so, god! But, but that makes me think: like, did they actually like censor themselves and it, and two things are stars, or did they? Uh, but no, I, I'm pretty sure it's it's actually F U C K because I think each letter or each symbol is different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah, I would suspect that the uh, the TF wiki uh, <laughs> might be um, might be more uh, family friendly than than IMDb. <laughs> 
And yet here say, they have this a... is why we get the rating that, like the parental advisory rating at the end of or at the start of every episode. That it, that's why I put the check mark in the box now. You, you <laughs> say the the wiki's family friendly, and yet it has a caption under the picture for this episode. There's a probe around Uranus. So, <laughs> what's what's not family friendly about planets, Jordan? <laughs> I prefer its future name, Erectum. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Is that from something? It's from Futurama, Futurama. right? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Farnsworth well, is like, oh. I'm going to be mad at me for not knowing that. He's like, oh, Fry, scientists changed its name to get, get rid of that silly joke. And he's like, oh, well, what did they call, call it now? He's like, you rectum. Want to sniff? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really changes the joke. Oh my. Oh my. At least before it was a Roman god. Yeah. <laughs> What is Odyssey? <laughs> in terms of the Greek, but I'm looking this up now. <laughs> I like I like myth stuff. So, do we have any other IMDb facts, or was it? The, uh, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. all. That's all. It's just okay. those three. Um, there is a couple of things from the uh, the the wiki though that what that was mentioned on IMDb, and just give me a second here. Uh, apparently, the 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 little uh, device that Tarantulas uses in there, which we'll get to, actually is very similar to uh, Megatron's Transfixatron, which apparently did kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, trans. Uh, oh, in G1, you mean? Yeah, in G1. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but apparently, it, it forces them back into their alternate mode. Yes. Where, where the one it just stuck them, whichever mode they were in. Mm-hmm. And it can fly on its own, so it's kind of a little bit more advanced, but it still has the same basic pre- premise. Yeah, wouldn't it be well, better if they had, if they did something that just got them stuck in their current mode? Because then they'd short circuit. Wouldn't yeah, that be that'd think, be crazy? Well, wouldn't it? actually, you know what? You think that, but the it, wiki also mentions that apparently they spent a very long time in their robot modes in this episode without any uh, repercussions. <laughs> Yeah, they must so, have been in a in a low energon area. I um, I looked up Uranus, and uh, he actually is the Greek god, which is funny because all the other planets are like the Roman versions of it. The Roman one being uh, uh, what is it, Calus? Yeah, and apparently Uranus was the god personifying the sky. His equivalent in Roman mythology was Calus. In ancient Greek literature, Uranus or Father Sky was the son and husband of Gaia, Mother Earth. That's that's how gods roll. But yeah, so if he's the sky, I guess we're all covered in Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) Not my Uranus. (laughs) I also like in the people who ask thing on Google, it's like, what is Uranus named after the Greek god? Which isn't right proper grammar. (laughs) Um, What does the planet Uranus stand for? And the third one is my favorite. Who was created by Kronos castrating Uranus? Again, Greek mythology. Uh, it's the best. <laughs> wasn't that isn't wasn't Zeus? Wasn't that Zeus? Probably. No, no Kronos. Zeus, yeah, Kronos, Zeus is um the, is the father. Uh, wasn't it Tethys? I, Zeus Zeus castrated somebody. Yeah. Oh, but it's like he was created by Kronos castrating Zeus or Uranus. I mean, fucking. Oh, this was like oh, literally, oh, son, literally, like came out of it. Okay, like like how like how um. Like how uh, uh, Aphrodite was born because Zeus peed. Sifo. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh okay. uh, yeah. Really yeah. There's like there's like different. The, the answer is too. is the gigantus Aranier oh. and okay. Melier were produced so giant. So speaking of speaking of Greek mythology, that makes me think oh, of so when I was in in eighth grade. When I was in eighth grade and we were going over Greek mythology, <laughs> my uh, my English teacher, I swear he must have just like not ever read it before he like read the story aloud in class or something like that. And he's talking about like the, you know, Gaia into whatever the, ti- you know, the Titans leading to the Olympians and and that Zeus married his sister and all this stuff. And he's like, man, I wonder if all this incest happened like in Greek culture or if it's just in their mythology. This is weird. that's been our greek mythology segment for the episode yeah i was just about to say tune in uh, next week so this episode starts with uh with rat with the cheetor saying hey let's race i just yeah we've been done with the imdb stuff for a little while (laughs) location thing again oh and also apparently they go back from like last episode they used minutes but this time they're using cycles again so but um the wiki also mentioned that this kind of this is one of the more uh, you know more what's the solids of uh, where exactly they are in the universe where we you know the pr- the probe planches various planets in the solar system uh, but also it seems when it heads past the the planet they're on you see a continent that looks like Africa and then when it comes back you also kind of see you know africa again and madagascar along with antarctica although they're a little bit off mm-hmm. and it mentions that you see planets that look like uh, jupiter uranus and neptune uh throughout the shots so it kind of seems to be very at this point they're very solidly hinting that this is a possible earth yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as it is like as we said it is earth with two moons so it seems to be that that is exactly what they're trying for Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm guessing they like okay. We got a probe in space, but you have to actually establish where this is now, or is this going to be weird? Yeah, I think that they had to somehow identify it, and given the history of the series, it made the most sense to have them there, uh, especially yeah. with with what we'll find out in further seasons. But yeah, we 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 open up the episode on Cybertron, and we don't actually get to see any other Transformers. We do see Cybertron as well as one of its moon, or not even a moon, it's more of a station, I guess. Yeah, like satellite. a satellite station. Yeah. And from there, we, we get a voiceover. Um, I don't think they ever identify... Oh, uh, the wiki says Autobot- his name is Doug Parker. They don't say who the Autobot they was, but they did They did give his name credit. Okay. So <laughs> The Autobot's name is, is Doug Parker. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they all go with code names because uh, <laughs> otherwise they have really boring names. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Auto, uh, Met, Optimus's real name is uh, Stan Smith, and uh, Rat Trap <laughs> is is like Tony Soprano. <laughs> I can't make up names. Apparently, I just think and of TV Tony. characters. <laughs> so the the voiceover um, starts explaining how. The Axelon was commanded by Optimus Primal, has it, how it hasn't been found in normal space yet, and that they believe their pursuit of the Predacons who stole the Golden Disc may have taken them into another time zone. Um, I think it was Pacific Time. Name. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, oh, they're a day ahead yeah. of us. Not time yeah. zone as we know it. Yeah. They crossed <laughs> the international date line. 
<laughs> they're a little oh, they're up the mountain be... and they're an hour ahead. They're yeah. going to be so jet lag when they get back. <laughs> so they wind up um, launching probes. That it, it actually sort of reminded me a little bit of uh, Empire Strikes Back when when they're launching the probes right. looking for Skywalker. Um, but they launch all these probes. They sort of, in a flash of light, they disappear and do some sort of a transwarp, we assume. Yeah, they use the same bubble effect kind of thing when they yeah. travel time that the ships did. Yeah. So it uh, the, the last thing that the voiceover says is, um, if Optimus and his crew, crew are anywhere out there, we'll find them and bring them home. And as we'll come to find out, we'll 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 see whether or not that happens by the end of the episode. He uh, sounds really yeah. confident too. I mean, yeah, he's got all of space and time to look through now. So. <laughs> confident for like yeah. having a, a very noticeable flaw in the probe that we'll get to later. Well, yeah, I would say so. So I would say two two things. Um, first of all, they have some idea where they went because they're able to follow warp trail type stuff. So that's, that's so, true. So yeah. I suspect first of all there's first of all there's that. Um and then second of all the way the way the amount of energon radiation and crap on this planet is un, has been established as kind of unprecedented. So yeah. um even even though they even though the the probe is looking for their transwarp signature, I suspect also if they're it, like they probably have other ways of communicating. It's just that those wouldn't be, those weren't, those wouldn't be able to cut through the the energon radiation. Yeah. The one probe comes back. It's like, did they find anything? No, but this probe is saying that it found a lot of energon on this place with two moons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, that was kind of the problem I had. Was it? It's like, let's send out this probe for this crew that hasn't come back yet, and the only way it could find them is by looking at the transwarp drive. Even though if it's crashed and it's not working it yeah. wouldn't be a transwarp drive signature so it's kind of a stupid thing for the probe to look for well, yeah <laughs> maybe it goes with maybe it goes with if they're out there we will find them basically it's assuming if you know it's crashed and destroyed they're crashed and destroyed with it mm. yeah doesn't seem like a very good there's no way it could survive yeah it's terrible yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not it's not it's good <laughs> yeah. so we we cut from space to uh the earth with two moons we've got Cheetor and Rattrap and Dinobot and Optimus, they're all walking back uh, towards the ship. I, I get... wanted to point out something, because we don't always talk about the, the background music. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, they've used this kind of the same kind of soundtrack b- this before, but uh, it kind of goes with, like, initially you kind of think, like, I don't know how many kids would recognize that it might be South Africa or, or, or Africa in general, but they tend to use like a tribal drum drums or jungle ish like soundtrack for these yeah, like yeah, wide open true. shots. So I mean maybe that's what they were trying to hint at there. But it is it's kind of really neat because it does seem to fit well with like the, the nature and surroundings when they're outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. Except for when they're like apparently an hour or so away from snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the, the 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 music they're going for is more to just to like go into the whole animal thing. Because I mean, like, and the, yeah. this may not be the most like sensitive yeah. idea, but like when you think of the wild and animals and stuff, you you what kind of music do you think of, right? Yeah, yeah. 
the jump Unless drum, it's like, but, yeah, is what they were trying for. I'm guessing, which. Oh. <laughs> well, it was either that or. Well, it's better than the, the Disney specials where they threw lemmings off cliffs. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah. So <laughs> so we have um, Cheetor, who uh, is... He sort of looks back at the others like, last one back to the base is Predacon Chow. And Rattrap is like, no way, furball. So they start racing. And uh, Rattrap, of course, says before they... Like, as he's going after me, he's like, I'm not steering it, no hairy cat butt. <laughs> and this whole race thing is, like, ridiculous. Because, I mean, Cheetor, it's a cheetah. I don't like, yeah. what? Why are they, like, almost neck and neck? Like, like, like yeah. Cheetor is really like, not very fast at all, if that's the case. Like, is he just going easy on him? Yeah, like, that's what I thought. Maybe he was going easy on him. But I love, <laughs> yeah. I love like, after they both ta- both take off, you see uh, uh, Primal and, and Dinobot, and they just look at each other, and, and Dinobot shakes his head. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I, I oh, gotta say, darn kids. I gotta say, I really wish that Dinobot had ended up the one that's in front, because you know Optimus transforms and flies over him, and obviously he's faster than them. I I really would have liked it better if if uh, if Dinobot had had like you know ended up in front, and then we're like, wait, what? <laughs> Well, that happened. I don't know how he did it. He just like he was only transform and then beat them as a raptor. He just like shows up in front of them somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I got to say though, like because Rat Trap may be a rat, but he's a giant rat. Yeah, but that doesn't. So mean, if like, he has a design to be like the fastest thing on land, like I don't. Yeah, I mean, but I don't, I don't but imagine imagine is. if you had the so so you know how Spider Man has the proportional strength of a spider. Rat trap. Imagine if he has the proportionate speed of a rat. No, (laughs) because that's how like physics works. Because like it doesn't matter how like uh, he still doesn't have like the the like the muscles necessary to like like cheetahs are designed to go like forty miles an hour when they run. Like it's like, but he's not a cheetah. He's a robot cheetah because we've established (laughs) that he's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've established that that I, I, I mean, at least in my head canon, that he's faster than an actual cheetah. Because like cheetahs can run really, really fast for like fifteen seconds, and then they're out of breath or something like that. I don't yeah, know yeah. science, but like he, and I mean, clearly he has shown that he has endurance um, beyond that. So like, say, say like, um, if we're talking about like uh, steps per whatever, like if if rat trap, yeah, it's the proportion thing. Like because like. Mice and rats run really fast, and they take lots and lots of steps, and those steps are really small. Well, imagine if instead of imagine a mouse run across the floor before, it's not that fast. But imagine if instead of uh, one instead of one inch long legs, it had uh, you know two foot long legs, and those and those and and so but still could take as many steps in as in, in the given amount of time. I don't like this line of thought because I'm thinking of one of these things was in my kitchen. And like, <laughs> Damn it, my baseball bat is not going to work for this thing. Well, yeah, yeah, but but I mean, but hopefully, hopefully, it would be a if it was in your kitchen, it would be a sentient rat with a space New York accent, um, <laughs> who's just that you can reason with. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> give hopefully. him some apple cores and he'll be fine. 
Okay. I will. I will not accept that the rat can run as fast as a cheetah, no matter what you say. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just like, obviously, Superman shouldn't be able to go as fast as the Flash, but, I mean, you know. Can't, really. I mean, they established that. I'm pretty sure they established that his, his ground speed is, is slower than the Flash, but he can might be able to go as fast if he's flying. Well, no, they, they all, every time they race, then they, every time they race, then they, they never finish the race or they tie. Yeah, but that's yeah. because, like, Lex Luthor always tries to do something yeah. when they race. Right, right. So, I mean, you can't, like... Yeah, it should be. It shouldn't even video. be a contest. But <laughs> have, have you seen that Dorkly video where it's like Superman didn't flash up with the race, and then Superman's like, "Ah, oh, you're able to beat me. I run faster than a speeding bullet." And Flash just starts laughing, and he's like, "Dude, I can run faster than light." Superman's like, "Is light faster than a bullet?" He's like, "Yes." <laughs> Superman's like, "Uh, mm, I don't know if I can do this." Uh, and then he just like shoots Flash in the kneecap. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? But you know what? Like, I, to be fair, now, to be fair, runs off. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, that was Golden Age Superman who could run faster than a speeding bullet and was more powerful than a locomotive. Uh, no, it was just so. It was so is joke. Jay I mean, Garrick like, fla- really Flash heal from the bullet wound and just like. You know, run, but whatever. <laughs> Lots of reasons why that Dorkly strip doesn't work. Superman would never shoot anybody, but yeah. But it just—I'm <laughs> sorry—it just occurred to me that because because like you never think of super, like you know able to leap tall buildings in a single bound is like not like is not relevant anymore, and oh, yeah. uh, and more powerful than a locomotive is not relevant anymore. But you still think of Superman as faster than a speeding bullet. Maybe it's because. Is. Because, I mean, but he's faster than that, obviously, because all of his other powers are way more stronger. No, but I mean, like he, he's. But I mean, like the he's still faster than a speeding bullet because. But he's like way faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just doesn't sound as good when you say way faster than a speeding bullet. I mean, <laughs> you're like, well, how much like, that's, faster? Because he can. Minimum, I mean, he goes yeah, in Superman two. He goes. He flies faster than the speed of light because he flies really fast and makes the Earth go backwards. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that that happened in Silver Age comics. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, uh, probably did. I mean, he sh- he didn't he like shoot rays of smaller Supermans out of his eyes one time in that, Silver Age. Comics? I've like, I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, or, or that he could anyway, create. There was one that he could. Okay. So um. So the, anyway. So then Optimus lands in front of him and is like, "You guys shouldn't be goofing around. Imagine if I was a Predacon." Yes. Yep. He is like that. And then Dinobot comes up. And he sort of looks exasperated. He uh, transforms and then just starts walking off. And we then cut into the the Axelon, and we've got Rhinox sitting hey, at one of the. Uh, uh, the sorry, kids. sorry, I got to interject. Okay, so what yeah. what Dinobot says there, and he says this type of thing a lot, but he says the Predacons aren't wasting their time playing games. Yes. And I really, that's... really, really wanted it to cut to the Predacons playing games, like like no, yeah. that's, oh, like a three legged race totally or like uh, or like a wheelbarrow like, race. I I could see like <laughs> Waspinator and and Parasaur playing cards though. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. They could have done it. They could have done that bit, but unfortunately, the show uh, <laughs> kind of limits its limits its comedy. But uh, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I just was like, <laughs> that would have been a perfect setup. Yeah. yeah, and I also Yo. think what Dinobot I like here is like we kind of already went over that part, but the part where like Optimus and Dinobot kind of look at each other, I kind of like how Dinobot's kind of becoming. If Rhinox is um, Optimus's right hand man, then Dinobot's his left hand man. Like they yeah. they seem to have mm-hmm. like quite a bit of camaraderie 
Yeah, they have so a like, bit of an understanding now, it seems. I would yeah, actually they're even the, they're the be willing adults. to hazard that it was from that last episode, that maybe the, that's where yes. that came from. Yeah, what happened in the last episode? That Optimus can really kick ass if he... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he better watch his step. <laughs> like, I'm keeping the monkey on his good side. <laughs> so, Rhinox is looking at a monitor. Yes. <laughs> Rhinox is working on a monitor. Wait, wait, and... first we got, um... I, I thought of this, that uh, Kendall finally got his voice-activated Sentinel. Oh, That's yeah. That's right. Voice deactivated, I should say. Oh, yeah. 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 So this obviously, oh, my God, Kendall should be happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're approaching the ship. Yeah, we, we, we get them approaching the ship, and uh, Optimus says, Sentinel, stand down. And we see the, the shield on the ship drop, and then we got inside to the Axelon, and we've got Rhinox. So from here, he seems to be working away at something. And he's like, come on, come on, and we get... The others coming in, and Optimus is like, "What's going on?" He's like, "The long-range scanner is picking up signals from space, but it can't punch through the energon interference." And of course, Dinobot, the uh, ever skeptic, is like, "It's probably a Predacon trick or something worse." Mm-hmm. Well, they have which... had things come from space that kind of was pretty bad. Yeah, so it's not unprecedented. I just, I just like that. Like, it seemed a very, very like. Uh, not based on evidence that it's a Predacon trick, aside from that, like, Predacons are bad guys. Like, or, or, no, they're not bad guys. They're misunderstood. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, but mostly just Dinobot's paranoia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we get, uh, Rhinox, uh, gets Rattrap to, or asks him if he can try and get a visual. So we get Rattrap, then transforming. He takes a seat. I, I like leading to see you get a really good shot of his yams, and they're quite toned. <laughs> I like how the seed is all like, and they're, and they're, they're like a different color than the rest of his legs, so we really like pop out. And I just remember seeing that and be like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> like, I just shoved his ass in my face. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> but yeah, yes, the the seats are all on tracks for some reason. Like apparently they're too lazy to be able to pull out a chair and then <laughs> scoot back in. It has to be automated. So, Rattrap's working, and then Rhinox is like, I need more power. And so, then Cheetor transforms. He goes to yet another console and starts working away. He's like, almost there. And Rattrap is working on his console. He's like, come on, BB, clear up for the rat. Yes. <laughs> and then we get the the camera shifts to, like, sort of right on Rattrap's chair, too. Yeah. He it so it it zooms in on his face. He's like, "Strip my gears and call me a floor lamp." It's <laughs> a good line. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Is that what I think it is?" And Rhinox is like, "Yep, a temporal probe. Cybertron's found us." And so Cheetor, of course, is like, "You're pulling my circuits. We're going home." And Rhinox is like, "If we can make contact before it moves away." So he pushes a big button in the middle of his console, and then we get this little graphic of a globe shooting off a signal. And this, how how would you describe the shape that they have for the for the probe on the, the screen? It's some sort of like region, yeah, like that. it's a really oddly shaped representation. And it's a so, D twelve. Yeah, 
Exactly. It's a, <laughs> it's a gonna, flying D12. And, and when, the, when they look at it, you can see that Dinobot doesn't look as happy as the other crew. Yeah. 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 So, so they're trying to hail the D12, and it unfortunately doesn't work, and the computer comes back saying, hailing code not acknowledged. Probe moving out of beyond communications range. And, of course, Jeter's like, talk about major crash. And, of course, Optimus is like, you did your best, Rhinox. No one could have done more. And Rattrap's like, yeah, he's right. And Rhinox is blaming himself. He's like, no, he's not. I blew it. <laughs> he's all, yeah, he's um, so down on himself. You know how you can tell they they all want to make him feel better? Rattrap actually agrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, we established it, a better mousetrap. Rattrap and Rhinox are best buds, so... Yeah. yeah. And he knows how, how his friend gets in these depressive moves. He doesn't want him to get too bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he... he But he cheers up pretty quickly because he's, he's like, but we might still have a chance, and Optimus questions him on it. And it's funny because Rhinox is sort of like, you know how probes work. As if, you know, Optimus should know this. <laughs> He's like they home in on scrub. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, just that line out. LTP noob. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, you said out of context. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you know, know how these things work. work. Bend over and cough. <laughs> so, he says they home in on the transwarp signature of the missing ship. And then Optimus is like, but our transwarp engines, and he's like, been offline since the crash. That's why the probe moved on. It's like, but it'll be back before it leaves this system. So if we can duplicate our transwarp signature before it returns and send it to the probe, then they're all like, we'll be on our way home. And so everybody except Dinobot seems happy about that. Yeah, there's even a close-up on his unhappy face. Yeah. He he looks down all, like, serious and well, he just knows he knows about the the discrimination against Predacons that exists on uh, on Cybertron. Yeah, but for once, Kendall's being accurate. <laughs> yeah, I keep mean I keep meaning to point this out. Um, in some of the comics, uh, they sort of go over the history of how the war started, and essentially, it's as you surmise, Kendall. It's Basically, that the Decepticons are treated like a lower caste, and they try and rise up, and that's what starts the war. Oh, so the Predi- so the Predacons are like Nazis. Isn't that how history worked? <laughs> no, no, like because like because like uh, the something because like World War Two or like World War One, like Germany got was overly sanctioned and then part of the reason that Hitler rise to power was like related to that or something isn't that wasn't that history I'm not a history buff <laughs> not quite the Nazis I'd say it was more of a rev- it was Megatron was sort of like a revolutionary that tried to lead a move I would almost put it like the French Revolution sort of thing okay yeah like, okay like a classic class warfare kind of thing maybe yeah so my so my my fan theory was correct. Yeah, that is. So it's okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So they were they were treated poorly. Yep. So they are yeah. the good guys in this story, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but very similar. Well, yes. And I mean, he still wants to take policies. over the universe. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> they, they went from uh, revolutionizing Cybertron to basically dominating it under a tyrannical rule in all the galaxy. So yeah. somewhere along the lines, things got twisted. Well, or maybe, or maybe this is just all propaganda. You know, if we can pull the, if we can pull these little <laughs> these little bits out of the out of the official story, you know. Then, That's true. You know, then it. Well, as, I mean, clearly, as, as they always say, history is written by the winners. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know. I know that about history. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna ignore that it's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so, from here, we we wind up moving to a scene uh, outside, sort of in this mountainous area. And they're starting to, to put these beams down. And Optus is like, that's our foundation. Let's get to work. And Dinobot points out, as as we come to learn, that they're in Predacon territory. And Rattrop sort of agrees with them. He's like, Dinobor's got a point. If the Preds catch us up here, we'll be beautiful targets. And Optus points out that it was the nearest clear zone. So I'm assuming, they like you had said... Corpses? <laughs> Um, but I think from your assumption, Kendall, you said that this was probably like the clearest zone with the least amount of energy on like interference. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sort of how I interpreted it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Kind of how I figured too. Yeah. So, so he's like building the signal array. Here is our best shot at contacting the probe and Tigatron will have her back. So apparently between scenes, they contacted Tigatron to have him sort of scouting around the area to, to watch out for them. I was very happy when I heard that line. I'm like, yes, yeah. I like this next <laughs> scene coming up too. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. Cause we, we actually then cut to Tigatron and he's somewhere else in this area and he's looking around sort of surveying the scenery. Up on Pride and- Rock. <laughs> yes. It does look like that. It, it does. does look like Pride <laughs> Rock. And he says, I wonder if Cybertron can match such natural beauty. I don't think he'd like Cybertron very much. I don't think he would really like <laughs> Cybertron at all. I, I would actually think it would be a really cool like, what-if story. If it's like, what if the Maximals had gotten away with this and they went back to Cybertron and Tigertron stayed here and like was this like white tiger that lived here for like millions of years? Mm, be, be fucking interesting. cool. Yeah. So he, he's looking around and he suddenly sniffs the air and he's like, Waspinator. And so he... Runs off and hides. Oh, he cut to Waspinator. I, I love this because it's like he's it. sulking again. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Again. I agree that with that. But let's jump back to to Tigertron. If he went back to um, Cybertron, they would be able to fix his identity circuits. So then he would like robot stuff again. I think that's really weird. I don't like that idea. <laughs> It sounds really gross to me. Well, I mean, the only reason he the only reason he likes nature is that his identity circuits are broken, right? And he feels well, more tiger than than Maximal. Yeah, it's the it's I the mean, yeah. He'd be a whole different person than I feel like. I mean, I don't know because when they're when they're kind of being born, I, I feel like, and that's just like a circumstance of his birth, and trying to like fix that is just kind of it doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from because he it's almost like. As we'll come to learn later on in later seasons, it's very it's a very similar situation to like with Black Arachnia, um, where you know if you try and re- reprogram him, then you get the questions of like, well, he's his own bot now. Like this is how he is. Like, do we really should we really be fiddling with that sort of thing? So <laughs> we're playing God. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you if you really want to get into identity issues re- and copying and reformatting that, you should look at Ghost in the Shell because man, oh man, those episodes, yeah. the TV series, get into that. Like they literally get into one where uh, a revolutionary leader seems to like visit uh, Japan regularly, and they were kind of getting they were kind of like you know getting worried about it. And like they even like use a special profiler to make sure that it is that leader, and like they're like yeah, ninety eight percent, you know, positive from like you know basically listing all these traits and reasonings, and then they find out that it's not him. They he he had a heart attack one time while visiting. They freaked out, and they basically just been ghost dubbing him. And so what that means is that basically they've just been copying his memories, his personality, and putting it in like robotic cop uh, cybernetic copies and just sending them back and the thing is is that every once in a while they would start to break down or they would want to make sure everything was okay so he just would keep re- uh coming back to the japan to, for them to check up on him yes. and and it was basically the the series ended is like it's it's not so much as it matters that if it is him or not is it is that he's that person to the people of his country mm-hmm. and that's all that matters so they just let him go Mm-hmm. No, I think deep. I think that I think that uh, that they should. I I I have. I don't know. I think they would fix. Uh, <laughs> they'd fix Dinobot so that he didn't like nature anymore. Because it's not it's not crowd. natural for robots to like nature. Uh, that's right. I'll say it. <laughs> they like half ro- the half animal though. I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> no, I no. Actually, I think I think your your take is actually probably a more. Like the idea of the idea of him having to decide whether he's going to stay on the planet or go back to Cybertron is actually a, an interesting, uh, an interesting tension that they don't really address in this episode. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting just to have maybe just had like a throwaway scene, maybe where Cheetor and he were were talking, and Cheetor asked like, "Oh, are you excited to go back?" And he's like, "I don't really know if I want to go back." Right, right. It, it kind of seems like Tagatron's like open to the idea of going back right now, but I can see what happening is him going back and then like hating it. Yeah, and then wanting and, like, to go want- back to Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and then he goes back to Earth, but like in the that timeline, and then he sees that like it's like polluted and stuff, and he's and there's one tear. Oh, he, be- he becomes an eco terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> so we've got um, Waspinator, and that, as Jordan alluded to, Waspinator is sort of sulking again. Um, <laughs> he's like, Waspinator is tired of searching for Maximals. And so we get Tigertron, who's transformed now, and he hops out from behind a rock. They're always hopping out from behind rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's like, a lot of rocks out here. Well, that's true. He's like, your search is over, Predacon. And he winds up shooting Waspinator off into the distance. And Waspinator makes the most amazing noise. He's like, (laughs) 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 It's the best. I guess imagine Scott McNeil in the the recording booth doing that. (laughs) Just for you, John, I'm going to have to put another sound bite into this episode now because of that. I'll I'll put that (laughs) in here. So... Tigertron sort of says, next time you're looking for Maximals, keep your mind on the job. And then we get uh, Tarantulas uh, off screen says, his job was bait. 
and then we see tarantulas and he says and you're and tigertron's like and you're the trap and I, I, like, I like to imagine that Waspin didn't know he was bait at all. Yes, just like, hey, exactly. Waspin, go there. And Waspin's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm always getting told to do things. <laughs> Waspinator is always getting told to do things, even by Waspinator. <laughs> no, I think Waspinator knew he was the trap. I think that Waspinator plays up the dumbness. I think he, I think he actually knows what's going on most of the time. Because yeah. he's you like this is the second time that that. Uh, He's been sort of a there. There was a, there was another time that he was sort of a like a diversion. Yeah, he makes a good um, diversion. Unlike some yeah. people later in this episode, like he he might he might be low on the Decepticon totem pole, but you're right. He does seem to have a bit of more awareness than everyone seems to give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we we have Tarantulas who says, oh, I'm not the trap. And this is, he's like, this is more of a test. And Tigertron's like, a test of what? And Tarantula's like, of my little toy. And then we see this little flying orb thing. And when I first saw it, I almost got the sense of, uh, like, the sort of robot from Flight of the Navigator, <laughs> in a sense. And it tries to zap Tigertron with this beam that it shoots out of its lens. And he manages to to avoid it. And then we cut back to the Maximals on the mountain. And they hear the fire that's going off. And is it Rattrap who's like, yoikes, missile fire? Yeah, I love how he says yoikes. Yeah. So Optimus tries to to radio to Tigertron. Doesn't get an answer. And so he sends Cheetor to, as he quote, scout and report. And so Cheetor transforms into his beast mode and runs off. And Dinobot initially is like, I'll follow him. He may need my warrior skills. And Optimus sort of shoots him down. He's like, no, we need you here. We haven't got much time to finish the array. And Dinobot very sarcastically is like, of course, we wouldn't want to miss our chance to go home. Mm-hmm. And Rod Trap's like, well, what's biting your sensors? Dinobot. Yeah, Dino Boob. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, sort of alludes to that Dinobot doesn't seem like he wants to to leave the planet. And I'm surprised uh, it took them this long to figure this out, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just shows how caught up they were in their own little things and not noticing how old their friend Dinobot was. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, "You're, you're all so eager to go home, but your home is not mine. He's like, despite our alliance, I'm still a Prenticon. So when your ship comes to rescue you, he's like, my fate is going to be the same as Megatron's, and maybe even worse. So we get Optimus sort of trying to comfort Dinobot a little bit, saying yeah, that that won't I like happen. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Like, I'll protect you, buddy. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, you're a Maximal now. We'll make sure they treat you as one. And he says, yeah. he says, what makes you think I want to be, which this scene is, is really yeah. the scene where I was like racial tension. Like this really reminded okay. me of like totally something, yeah. something where like a, like a, like a something out of like, I don't know, to kill a mockingbird or something where it's like, you've got this, this character from a, from a, from a persecuted class who's been brought into a group of, of privileged people. And then, you know, something's going to happen where he's going to go back to that. That where where it was from and where there's the the bad stuff. They're like, well, no, we'll we'll keep you separate from that. And he's like, well, no, I want to. That's my culture. I still want to be 
a part of that, but yeah. I don't, I just, you know, don't want to be, you know, I'm not necessarily looking forward to being, to being arrested or whatever, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's also, the other thing is, I mean, the other thing about this scene is that he actually is like a wanted criminal for, as an accomplice for sealing the golden disc, but yeah. Um, yeah. But, but at the same time, uh, technically this, the, the group of Fredicons here are kind of rogue agents. So, I mean, while he's, you know, not literally looking forward to it, it is possible that if they went back that he'd still, you know, not be persecuted or, or treated much different than he, for good or bad, much, he wouldn't be treated much differently than if he, than, than normally. Well, the thing is, too, if they went back, like, they would, like, all the Predacons would know what he did. Because either he'd be tried with the rest of them, and the and the truth would come out that he sided with them. He's an he's so, an uncle an uncle Dinobot. Yeah, this needs to be like a comic. Like someone needs to they need to they need to make this a what if because this is all oh, like really interesting so stuff. This is all really interesting yeah. story. The trial of Dinobot. Yeah. yeah. That would have been really and, and good. Then have, and then you'd have like you have you'd have one part of a story being Dinobot trying to like figure out. Is um his place and whether or not he's gonna be arrested or whatever, and then the other half of the story would be Tigertron going through Cybertron trying to like fit in and oh man, it'd be amazing. Like what kick it on this whoever does comics for Transformers. <laughs> I think it's ID I think IDW has most of yeah. them. Thing. Yeah, I was gonna say if IDW is li- if anybody from IDW is listening, just just make sure we get like a little byline in the story. <laughs> If I, if I had the time and drive, I'd write it myself, but I, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we cut back to, to Tigertron and Tarantulas, and Tigertron's still rolling around on the dirt trying to avoid being shot by this little laser thing. Um, and and Tarantulas having a great time. Oh, yeah, he's just watching. <laughs> he's like, you're, you're just wearing yourself out. If inevitably, the lens will find you. And sure enough, eventually Tigertron does get hit with it, and he gets transformed back into his tiger mode. And Tarantula's is like, "Oh, it works! How gratifying!" <laughs> like he—he he actually didn't probably didn't even care. He could have blown him up, and he yeah. wouldn't. And he'd be like, "Ah, not what I was going for, but still yeah. usable." <laughs> yeah. So Tarantula um, transforms, and Tigertron is, is trying to transform back into his robot mode. And it's not working. And Tarantula's like, isn't life full of surprises? Poor Tiger, you never had a chance. Oh, and he says a lie. Wait, no, no, it was with Cheetor that we forgot that uh, that we said that back at the beginning. Yes, because when- Rattrap's <laughs> like, don't you cat when Ch- when Cheetor runs into Optimus, Optimus he's like, and bounces off. Yeah, yeah, he bounces off, and Rattrap's like, don't cats ever get tired of being stupid? <laughs> And so what winds up happening here is uh, Tarantulas uh, hits Tigertron with one of his uh, Energon nets. After he tries to, when he can't transform, he like just pounces at him. Yeah, he tries to pounce at him and Tarantulas just sort of pimp slaps him aside. It was so cool. If he, just, if he just wrecked Tarantulas in his tiger form, though, that would have yeah, been awesome. See, yeah. like, <laughs> this was mentioned on the wiki, like... In in the G one episode, like when they were tra- when the Transformers got tra- trapped in their alt modes, like in their cars and stuff, mm-hmm. there was difficulties because you know there's only so much you can do as a car. Like maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe you could just drive into something, but in a fight or like you know hand to hand or trying to do 
uh, anything with any dexterity, you're pretty much out of luck. Yeah. But here, they're kind of like, you know, animals that are kind of strong and terrifying, and and we find out that that doesn't seem to matter at all. Yeah. Like once they're trapped, they're pretty much useless. Well, I think which I think you think it wouldn't wouldn't be the case. Yeah. Well, they have they have uses. Like I mean, Cheetor is really really fast when he's uh when he's in in uh in in cat form uh. And uh, and Tigatron is really quiet when he's in cat form, especially com- and he's and he's really kind of a badass when he's in robot form. But remember when he went into stealth mode in his robot form, and he still walked around like <laughs> clank, clank, <laughs> clank, clank. Yeah, so, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And like Megatron, you know, Megatron is is can take a direct hit in the chest when he's in beast mode, but um, seems to be more a little more susceptible to getting direct hit, hit directly when he's in in robot form. So they. So they probably just have like it's just different different specialties in the different in the different modes and yeah. um you know and that's true and like I said like the the only thing is that the wiki really pointed out one specific point that this was kind of despaired despairing is uh with uh rap, with uh Dinobot which we'll get to it I also, think that Tigertron as a, as a tiger could probably still do some good damage, but yeah, yeah. It also might be. I mean, it also could be that there's. I mean, there are bad things. This is this is not literally just just turning off their ability to transform. It's brute forcing it. So they also are probably it did whatever forced itself into them. They probably are in in a little bit worse shape, especially right after they get hit. It's also probably just yeah. jarring the transformer from wanting to. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's something I didn't think of. Yeah. That might be true. Yeah. That's true. Too. Um, yeah. And then Cheetor shows up. Yes. Cheetor shows up. And is a fucking dumbass. And yeah. I, the whole time of this, I was yelling, shoot him, shoot him, <laughs> shoot him. <laughs> and he's got to be fair. Cheetor's gun, gun doesn't do anything. Yeah, so. it seems like anytime Tigertron's around, they gun. always yeah they use yeah. he uses the, the other gun. <laughs> and um, also, he has taken out Scorponok with his with his other gun before, so I think he could do. Yeah, yeah, but Scorponok's a little bit. Eh, I don't know. I think Trent is probably <laughs> physically weaker than Scorponok is. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. He looks flimsy. I mean, though. he's he's yeah. by my old logic, Scorponok should be. Stronger because he's he's a fifteen dollar toy instead of a ten dollar toy, but oh, but I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Scorponok is like not good. Like I feel like he's he's kind of one of the go to ones that that gets kind of kind of scrapped. Like he's like think Cheetor could take tarantulas if he actually just fucking shot his gun. But he doesn't. He's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. But then he wouldn't be Cheetor if he wasn't an idiot. Yeah, because as as it comes to find out, uh, Cheetor's like wrong one wrong move in your wreckage, and he tells Tarantulas to step away from Tigatron slowly. And Tarantulas like as you wish, and as he does, that lens is behind him, and it winds up zapping Cheetor as well. And, and then Cheetor he, he didn't shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> So Cheetor is now back in a cheetah form, and he gets an Energon net on him. And sure enough, we get the line that's repeated from earlier, and only this time it's Tarantulas, and he says, don't cats ever get tired of being stupid? (laughs) (laughs) 
And he's like, two down, four to go. And so the scene cuts now to the Axelon, and we've got Rhinox, who's working on, it looks like some sort of a... He looks like really a pride flag. Show, he really wants to support the LGBT of the Transformers next Pride uh, parade, so he's working on this like cool vector for it. <laughs> <laughs> it does sort of look like that, but what is it, what it turns out to be is the the transwarp signature for their ship. So we we hear the computer say transwarp. It's a pretty fabulous signature. That's yes, why there are, that's why there aren't any women in the Maximals. <laughs> Oh, we kind of went into that. Uh, I love it. <laughs> us, well, in in fun things that will happen on uh, Halloween. But yeah, because Black Arachnia was around in that in the uh, in what was what was it? Along came a spider. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and we 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 got into a discussion about well, why aren't there <laughs> why aren't there females or why are they acting like that with a when they see a female. Yeah. And was it you or Lucas who, who was like, well, you know, they've kind of been out in, in space working on it. Who said that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Rhinox uh, has a, it looks like a floppy disk that yeah. he's got in his hand now. Or, or one of those three and a half floppies. Yeah. You know, the smaller ones. The save icon. There's also a shot here that <laughs> there's a there's a shot here that shows the solar system too, which is interesting. Oh yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. we get the the probe sort of zooming through the solar system again, and it looks like Sol. So yeah. Yep. So Rhinox asks the computer uh, how much time before the probe is back in signal range again, and it responds with 1.4 megacycles, and so he's like, "Better get my gears in high," and so. We cut back to Optimus, who's trying to radio Cheetah War and Tigertron and not getting a response. I and just so, noticed behind him, like, Rattrap's trying to balance this thing on his head and Dinobot <laughs> trying to help him out. It's pretty, yeah. it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty amusing. Yeah. Yeah, so... And that's what uh, Scorponox is kind of filming, too. Yep. We've got Scorponok hiding behind another rock, and he's filming, and he's got, is it like a purple eye this time? Yeah, his uh, visor went purple for when he was yeah. scanning. Yeah. So so he's recording, and he takes a little orb off of his chest that has the Predacon logo on it, and he puts it in Pterosaur's beak. <laughs> saying I just Megatron, imagine Pterosaur accidentally swallowing us on the way there. Uh, I was like, damn it! Fuck! <laughs> The worst carrier pigeon. <laughs> so, oh, can uh, you imagine if we tied it onto his neck? It would be so cute. <laughs> so, Scorponok is like, Megatron must know. Take this to him immediately. I'll keep an eye on the Maximals. Whatever they're doing will soon put a stop to it. And so, from there, we, we then cut to... The, the dark side and pterosaur flies in and then we get a scene of the inside of the ship we see oh, before tiny- that we see the probe going past Uranus oh yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yours specifically Greg it was really weird yeah <laughs> I wouldn't have known if it wasn't a name tag there I'd be like what is oh oh god yeah, and that uh, happened uh, uh. <laughs> so 
we we cut to the dark side. We've got the the interior showing, and we see two cages. We've got uh, Cheetor and Tigertron each in a cage, and then we've got uh, Megatron, Black Arachnia, and Pterosaur all standing around a computer watching this scene that uh, Scorponok had recorded. I just noticed it's like a shaky cam, and that's kind of a nice little detail. It is kind of a cool little detail that they had there. Um, But Megatron is like, is it a weapon? And Black Arachne says, it looks more like a long-range signal array. He's like, yes, but why would Optimus risk building it inside our perimeter? And, of course, Black Arachne is like, maybe we should ask the kittens. He's like, oh, yes, excellent idea. So he turns around, and we get this scene of uh, Cheetor waking up. And it's funny because we have uh, Megatron's Tyrannus head sort of come in, like, sort of come in off camera. He's even a puppet show. Yeah. 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 And Cheetor's like, oh, talk about nightmares. And Megatron very creepily says, your nightmares are just beginning, Maximal. Unless you tell me about this signal array Optimus is building. And with yet another sick burn, he calls Megatron mega dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, why don't you ask him yourself, mega dumb? And he's like, you're trying my patience. He spent he all lied. night picking up that, yeah. that quip. Yeah. Daddy's yeah, getting mad. <laughs> so he. Uh, I was disappointed he didn't call him Pussycat in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for it. Oh, I he still doesn't call him too. Cheater, Cheetor. No, no, he doesn't. So he um, he's about to, to sort of press him some more, and something comes up on their screen, and Tarantula's <laughs> like, <laughs> "The return of the D12." Oh my god, that'd be like the Eminem. That'd be the next uh, Eminem D12 collab CD. Return of the D12. Sounds yeah, I know. Bad, bad jokes. It's okay. I, I missed it, so it's fine. I, I just <laughs> didn't get I was it. Reading the transcript. But yeah, so we get the D12 showing up on the screen, and uh, Tarantula's is like, "Oh, the space scanner is picking up some sort of a craft." And he's like, "It'll be over the planet in ten cycles," and then Cheetor sort of blurts out the probe. <laughs> yeah, because again, Cheetor. Yeah. So. Megatron's immediately like, probe, and then he's like, prepare for full-scale assault. The array must be destroyed immediately. And he's like, tarantulas, bring the transformation lock lens. And of course, Cheetor's like, me and my big mouth. Mm-hmm. But Tigertron does point out, because he was sort of faking being asleep, he's like, they would have attacked the array anyway, but at least they left us unguarded. And so, Who's well, telling me you're a swinging cat? <laughs> he sounds so much like this like old guy trying to like say he. hip cool young kid things. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. I am up with you kids and your <laughs> current slang. Can you dig it? Cheetor? Cheetor's okay, okay, you can stop now, Tigertron. <laughs> so yeah, they they Well you know, in back the in the nineties that's how that's how people talked. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> But yeah. That's that's so my that's they, my impression of of Lucas on this first episode of uh, Teenagers with Attitude. Oh, sick burn! Because <laughs> if you listen to the anyway. episode, you like, back in the nineties, <laughs> it was like he was saying things that were uh, that existed back in the nineties. <laughs> but 
He just was talking like the nineties was like the 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 sixties. Okay, so yeah. Uh, then yeah. then we go to. Well, if you remember, it was the nineties when Austin Powers movies were right. Yes. So true. there was kind of that sixties nineties thing. Yeah, oh, it's true. Well, then, and then there was like people saying groovy because yeah. of like. Oh, and bell bottoms were coming back then. So, so the other day, so I've got a theory that it's a twenty, it's twenty years when nostalgia waves hit. The other day, mm-hmm. I was watching the Weezer music video for um, Buddy Holly, mm-hmm. which um, was from the mid '90s. So I was like doing a little bit of '90s nostalgia watching this video, this music video from the mid '90s. The music video for that is a riff on Happy Days. Which yes. of course they they were doing it in a nostalgia wave for the seventies, and Happy Days came out of the nostalgia wave for the fifties in the seventies. So it was just like this, like it was like Ince- it was like Inception of nostalgia or something. It was it was it was craziness. So are you expecting a nostalgic video of some sort for the nineties that'll somehow reference the seventies that'll reference the fifties? It'll be like one of us Russian dolls, God. but with nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, and and then and then it's actually a thing from the fifth. The thing that it's referencing from the fifties is actually something that was a Depression era refer- referencing Depression era. <laughs> oh God! And then in the twenty thirties, somebody's going to be somebody's going to be watching like YouTube classic, oh, and then God. they'll. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Anyway, getting back to the episode. Yes. So we're we're back at the the transmission tower, and every the the work's been done, and they said now all that it needs is the transwarp module. Assuming Rhinox can get it here in time, and Rattrap sort of retorts the Dinobot, saying, "Don't worry, he will." And he's like, "Not that you give a nanobite." Optimus gives him a little smack on the head. At least that's a unit of measure that makes sense. And it's funny too because Dinobot, after Rattrap gets smacked in the head, uh, Dinobot's like to the inferno with both of you. (laughs) (laughs) And just as he turns around, he he, gets shot. And he has that like thing where he gets like his hand up in the air and like swats down, like kind of like like ah to hell with you kind of thing. But yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is essentially what he said, but Transformers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then he immediately gets shot in the back. <laughs> and we get uh, Scrovenok, who's now saying, Megatron has ordered this tower demolished. And so he winds up shooting a couple of missiles at the tower. Optimus manages to uh, to shoot his missiles to intercept them. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, love th- yeah. I love that. He's like, interceptors, boom, boom. That was cool. Yeah. It was cool. And it's even cooler happens. Yeah. And it's funny because um, Scorponok is, he holds up one of his claws. He's like, chew on this Optimus Primal. And just as he's about to fire, his hand gets blown off. Yeah. And he's, and this was like the first holy shit moment where I was, I, I literally said, holy shit. And because like Scorponok, he's not only does his hand get blown off, he's like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, it's actually like. Do you think he was sending another, going to shoot another B at Optimus? Yeah, because that was the hand with the, with yeah, the B. Yeah, that's the hand that time. shoots the B. Maybe. So I don't know. But since, well, now it's blown to bits, we will never know. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's never going to have it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we get this uh, 
this is a cool scene that I really liked actually because Rat Trap is like, I don't think so, and then yeah, Dinobots. It, it, it yeah. zoomed down the barrel of his gun as he says that too. Yeah, because so yeah, actually... uh, Rat Trap's the one who shot his hand off. Which yeah, is like yeah. super badass. Like I got a good shot of it's like the the gun barrel's close to the screen. There's smoke coming out of it, and Rat Trap's like, you know, like got him in his sights. Yeah, and then we get Dinobot sort of rise back up behind Rat Trap, and he's like, and I really don't think so. And he shoots Scorponok with his eye beams and sends him flying. And Scorponok says, it looks like Team Scorponok is blasting off blasting again! Off again. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if you find out, we find out later, there's like a cliff right where he fell over. Yeah. So, because uh, it's, uh, the wiki mentioned this, a neat little continuity thing. Uh, there's another shot when uh, during the during the fight with all the Predacons and the Maximals, where Black Arachnia gets pushed up against the uh, the cliff fit, uh, the edge of the cliff, mm-hmm. and there's a shot where she looks behind her down down at you know down the chasm, and you can see Scorponot down there. And is his, he down there? Yeah, his 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 model's down there, and he is missing the the claw that was blown off. Wow, oh, nice. They put That's a cool. nice little continuity touch there. Mm-hmm. Neat. And then we get one of the best shots in the episode, which I hope is our episode. uh, Oh, our screen for the episode? (laughs) I was thinking about it. Rat Trap thumbs upping to Dinobot, who's also thumbs upping down to him. Yeah. A a rare moment of camaraderie between the two. Yeah. And and one thing I really love about it is that Dinobot's thumbs don't even work like that. So he would have had to, like, really strain for this. (laughs) (laughs) Because his hands are more like grabby claw things. Yeah, yeah, his hands are weird. Thumbs up. He's yeah. got like two thumbs too. No, I thought that was pretty cool. That's probably going to be our image, I think, for this episode. It would, it was really cool. Great. So we we wind up cutting back to the dark side, and we've got the the cages swinging back and forth and out. And a couple of times it gets pretty close. Finally, after a few times, they manage to sort of crash the bit together, and they sort of freak out when the cages start to crash into one another. It's like, well, what what exactly what were plan? you expecting yeah. to happen when the cages are swinging back and forth like this? Well, Maybe breaking the chain and falling to the side, not yeah. the not the Bre- breaking the chain on. and falling into the lava, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like the bars being broken and not the bottom of it just giving yeah. out. That was kind of, that was kind of a weird way for it to break. Yeah. But yeah, the the bottom sort of drop out of both of the cages. Uh, Tigertron manages to to leap, sort of drop onto a ledge, and Cheetor's like trying to hold onto the bars and loses his grip, and he starts to fall, and he's saved by Tigertron grabbing his tail. His mouth. And, yeah, in his mouth. And and we get this <laughs> scene from Ty- from from Cheetor who's like. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his eyes are crossed and his like his like arms are splayed out like this is another good contender for the thumb of the episode honestly yeah. really good yeah. and I, there I was mean, a couple I, of good ones and I love when he gets pulled back up he's like I knew that that thing was good for for something other than swatting flies yes yeah yeah and he's like so what now and Tigertron's like do you know where the Predacons repair chamber is so we can escape this transformation lock. And Cheater's like, follow me. And I was thinking, wait, isn't there, like, yeah, but their repair chamber, isn't it like those pools that I think maybe hurt? Yeah, but, you know, oh, so they, they had to go into that. Yeah, that's wow. yeah, I wanted them to show that scene. 
of, yeah, of, of me like, ah! I didn't even think about that. I just assumed there. I guess I didn't catch that line because I just assumed it wore off after a while. But no, I th- I think the I think the um, the thing that was hinted at was that they had to go repair themselves to get it to to fix them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to transform to help out. And I think that's the main reason why they were late getting back to the tower. Yeah. I mean, it might, so. it also, it might, it might be, I would imagine that there, there is some repair going on the whole time that they're in beast mode. So I would imagine that like, it wouldn't have been a, a semi-permanent thing until they got fixed, but the Predacons repair thing, because it's doesn't, they don't care about how much, it, how pain you get in is pretty quick. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they seem to, that could seem be. to, get get repaired a lot. I get the sense that it's a lot faster than the maximals that they that they're yeah. they sort of trade function function over form in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or function over so, comfort, I guess. Not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely there. So we we cut back outside to the tower. Uh Dinobot says Scorponox attack was meant only to soften us up and that Megatron will be coming in force, and Rattrap's like, well, maybe Rhinox will get here before them. And then Ops is like, or maybe not. And so we get a little scene of uh, Pterosaur attacking. Uh, they don't really seem to do much damage to each other, and he sort of flies off. <laughs> and they're like, well, where's he going? And Dinobot's like, he, was, he always was a coward. And mm-hmm. then Megatron off-screen is like, granted... But he makes an excellent diversion. And this is where I I have notated Megatron is bad at diversions. (laughs) Yeah, because you don't call yourself out. You just shoot. I mean, it's it's 100% in character with Megatron. But if the point was that it was a diversion, then you would want to not call their attention back over to you. I mean, unless they were, I mean, I guess unless they were, they were using it to get in close, but still, then you would just shoot. Yeah. Because if, if Megatron just shot the, the thing, like, without calling out to him, then episode over right there. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, fight That's for true. a little while, but, uh. Well, they might have been able to, like, hear the missile go off and then try to, like, shoot it out of the air, but he definitely should have tried to do right, that. Right, right, or right. Or try to yeah. hit one of the maximals, yeah. even, the back or, if, or something. Or even if he had just said fire and all three of the. Because there's three of them there, right? There's yeah. Yeah. Black Arachnia and Megatron yeah. and. Is Tarantulas there? Tarantulas, yeah. Yeah, so the, he just say fire, things. and then all three of. You know, your three most competent Predacons all attack the thing at the same time mm-hmm. yeah yeah that could have worked and also they could have shot one of the maximals with their beast mode thing oh yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah they could they didn't have to wait yeah although it would have taken away from uh dinobot being badass <laughs> yeah that's true um and i just want to i mean it's it's, it's kind of like too late to say it almost but there's a bit of an animation goof when uh dinobot shooting his eye lasers at pterosaur where his eyes don't turn green Yes, I noticed yeah. that. It's got, like, it's got like red eyes shooting green lasers, and it just looked really weird. Yeah. Getting the Dayqu- Dayquil and Nightquil mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we get... Um, so Optimus says to, to Megatron, he's like, you don't know what you're doing. And Megatron's like, oh, yes, I do. He's like, I know all about the probe now. He's like, and we're not we're going to make sure that you don't get in contact with it. And so we uh, 
he I think he orders them to fire, like because he's got tarantulas and black arachnia with them. Yeah. Yeah. And he orders them to open fire. And, and Tarantulus starts shooting off his, his leg guns. And Black Arachnia, uh, like, she's got her little grappling hook thing in her gun, but it never launches. It's, it's sort of like shooting lasers, but you're not yeah. getting the thing being launched. And this, that happened in a better mousetrap, too, but I wasn't on the episode, so I couldn't comment on it. But I thought that was <laughs> yeah. weird that she had this grappling hook thing. And I guess it can shoot lasers when she's not shooting the grappling hook, which makes for a pretty useful gun i guess but well, well you know i think i think um the thing the one thing about this show is that everything shoots lasers yeah cuz we see in a second here for the first time ever megatron uses his uh pincher thing and he definitely shoots a laser out of his pinchers mm-hmm. oh i know he shot some here. out of his head out of the yeah. tyrannosaurus rex head right right which by the way the uh well, a sh- there's a shot of when he sh- using the the purple laser like hits the the maximals and causes like a cloud burst that scatters them. Yeah. But as I said, like this is where Dinobot gets to be a badass. He actually yes. like, uses, uses it yeah. to forward and like lands and just co- comes out running right at them. Yeah. He yeah. does like this forward flip, lands on his feet and starts charging at them. He's headed right for Megatron and the lens pops up right in front and shoots him and transforms him back into a, a raptor. Yeah, and he's sort of confused, and with that moment's confusion, Black Arachnia just nails him with a roundhouse kick. She, she goes yeah, Tommy she, Oliver on him and just repeatedly yeah. roundhouse kicks him <laughs> in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and he gets as as the YouTube clip would suggest, he gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, we get uh, she's about to to shoot Dinobot, and then Rat Trap shoots her gun out of her hand, so he gets two pretty cool moments of shooting stuff that sort of proves, you know, he's a pretty good marksman. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> the he, plot calls for it. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he starts shooting off these single shots, sort of knocking her back each time. And then, as Jordan said earlier, she is sort of positioned at the edge of this cliff and he shoots her one more time and he nails her right in the head with it and she gets flung off the mountain. Don't, don't forget, too, that uh, this uh, rat trap saying like don't like he says something like uh don't date you dare do that to my teammate so he's like yes. he's going to like uh uh dinobots defense here showing that yeah. they got a, they're getting a bit of camaraderie this episode it's welcome i like it yeah but I, mean, I think scorpionock down that canyon like jordan was saying yeah so uh, right after he shoots black arachne off um dinobots trying to maximize again and he can't, and Ratchet's like, you okay, Chopter Face? He's like, I, I can't transform. And Ratchet realizes, oh, it must be the gizmo, and just as he says that, he gets shot. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> he gets cut yeah. off from the sentence. He's like, yeah, yeah it looks like that gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, I know, and then Megatron's like, oh, yes. Oh, and, this is, and as Kendall pointed out, this is where he uses that, that tail pincher thing and flats them with a laser. For yeah. literally the yeah. first time in the entire series, flying. he uses yeah. his tail pincher thing, and he uses it as a laser. Yeah, <laughs> it, it almost looks like it shoots up this like blue shock blast. Yeah, it's kind of like a much more powerful. You think he would use it more? Maybe Ooh, it's like yeah. a shot. Maybe it's like a shotgun. Like it's only good at close range. That could be. 
It's cool though, and I hope I hope he does use it more because it does sound like a cool weapon. But he probably won't. Knowing the this thing, is, I mean, the problem is the problem <laughs> is that the the T Rex. Ha- I mean, it bothers. Me. It's always bothered me that he doesn't use his pincher thing like for anything ever. But the T Rex head yeah. is just cooler for shooting, and it's cooler for like even being used as a pincher. So, I mean, I the, the, the idea of it having an electro shotgun would be a good excuse for him to use a pincher, though, where it's like, OK, like he's using the head when he's far away. But as soon as he gets up close, he just like blasts him with mm-hmm. the shot electro shotgun and then maybe grabs onto it with the head. Like, I don't know, just cool things they could do with it or grab them with the pincher and then hit them with the, the shotgun part. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. Brutal. Yeah. But yeah. So. Speaking of brutal, so, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the show does not the show does not shy away from brutal. <laughs> yeah, because Rat Trap and Dinobot get flung off; they're sort of incapacitated, and we cut to Optimus, who's sort of like shaking his head. He's got a, one of his swords in his hand, and as he looks up, Tarantulas uh, approaches him and then just puts one of his mandibles like right around his neck, and he's trying to sort of choke him out. And uh, Optimus goes to try and hit him with a sword, and Tarantulas grabs his hand. And then with Optimus with his free hand, uh, his gun pops out of his wrist, and he he points it at Tarantulas' chest, and he's like, oh no, and the next thing you know, boom, there's a pole that's blown in Tarantulas' chest. Yeah, yeah we, we, we see it from behind. We see the blast go out of his back, and again, this is the second holy shit moment that I had, where I literally, like, shouted that, and I saw it, like... And it as I said earlier, incredible. Off, off air, when we were talking about this, it's like, it's like right back in the wound from when, from Guerrilla Warfare when he was stabbed through right. the chest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking. I, I, I was thinking I that too. I kind of feel like his his oh no was like not again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then he shoots him again and sends him flying. Yep. yep. He goes that, off the cliff. That canyon's getting a lot of mi- mileage. Yeah. <laughs> so, just as Optimus is sort of recouping a little bit from from sending him off, he then gets zapped by the machine and gets transformed back into a gorilla. And from there, uh, Megatron... I'm trying to remember, does he... No, Megatron uh, sort of lines up a missile yeah. from his pincher and fires it off. And I guess just... shows that it's not a shotgun. It's yeah. just more like an electro ball. Yeah. So there goes my theory. <laughs> So he fires it off, and then we get this sort of like it, it plays this motion like three or four times of Optimus sort of swinging this girder. It doesn't look very good. I mean, yeah. they, they tried, but it didn't really work out. Yeah, and he, he he makes contact with the missile, and he gets flung back, and the tower's still okay. Uh, but Megatron sort of comes up on him and starts sort of squashing him underfoot. Right he's digging a back. heel into him. Yeah, yeah, he's digging one of he's his high heels, heels. Apparently, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. that's toy accurate. He definitely does have those those heels that pop out. But that's yeah, it's it definitely the close up looks like high heels. Yeah, yeah and, and it's it's it makes it particularly beautiful. I mean, beautiful shit. Sorry, brutal. Is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm, I might have had a Feudian slip there because it's also it could also be taken as a little bit kinky. <laughs> I thought we were going to say that secretly John's been on Kendall's side the entire time. For what? Oh, just like yes, the the Predacons have been un- under the heels of oh, the Maximals gotcha. all this time, and now the yeah, shoe is just, on the other it's, foot. It's yeah. so beautiful because of the social justice that is happening. Right, right, right. definitely. 
just brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it looks pretty painful. Yeah, but I mean, it, I think we can all agree that that uh, that Megatron is basically the Malcolm X of of the Transformers world. I think this <laughs> this, uh, this this episode proves it. You know, maybe his methods are questionable, but I mean, he's definitely he's definitely done a lot for the Predacons. You know, in the name of equality and stuff like that. I would agree that sure. he definitely thinks he is. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> if if anything. <laughs> so Meg- Megatron is sort of uh, focused solely on Optimus, and at this point, he gets tapped on the shoulder by a green hand, <laughs> who turns out to be Rhinox. And I'm trying to remember exactly what is said here. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, he's like, because Megatron's like, your dreams of returning to Cybertron are over, Optimus. And don't oh, I remember. Yeah, he's like, yeah, don't count on it, Motorhead. And then, wham, he just hauls off and nails him, sends him flying back with a punch. A strong right hook. Oh, yeah. It's funny, too, because every time Rhinox punches something, I'm always like, yes! Because you never get to see him punch things that often. Yeah, and he sends him flying. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of force behind that punch. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, he's a burly boy. That Rhinox. Oh, yeah. So Rhinox asks if if Optimus is okay. He's like, yes. He's like, but you need to to get to the tower. So Rhinox starts working on that, and he's sort of programming away at things, getting stuff ready, I guess. Um, position, position, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so he's about to 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 put this chip in that he's got in his hand and you see Optimus, he's like, Rhinox, he's like, hold on, I'm almost finished. All I have to do now is enter the code. And just, he's about to put the chip in. We see that energy surge that went through everybody else. And he got, he got shot with the lens and he transforms back into a rhino. Oh, this part's pretty (laughs) sad looking. Yeah. (laughs) So he's there. He looks pretty dejected at this point. We've got yeah. the. Sorry, go ahead. It happens. It's like he's about to put the thing in, and his hand turns into like a rhinox, a rhino, a rhino hoof, or whatever it's called, yeah. like a foot, and it slowly falls to the ground. And then he's like, he's kind of sitting on his butt, yeah. like looking all sad. He's kind of like shaking. He's like, who's like, no, maximize, maximize, and it's like, <laughs> oh man, poor little rhino guy. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got he, stupid hoof hands. He can't do yeah. anything. <laughs> and so he immediately picks up the chip in his mouth and brings it over to Optimus. He's like, you have to, to program it in now. He's You're like, the I only can't. one with opposable thumbs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he he said, I can't do it in this form. And Megatron, at this point, has managed to, to gather himself up. He's like, how sad. He's like, no Predacon will become a maximal prisoner while I rule. And so Megatron um, lines up his shot. Optimus is like, Megatron, no. And sure enough, he goes off and he fires it. And we get a big explosion. A really big explosion. And Optimus and Rhinox are both sent flying. And we get this really cool scene of uh, the explosion and Megatron's face sort of superimposed over it, laughing. Laughing it. And then, like, and like. The the um, Optimus and Rhinox being blown away by it, and with yeah. the face superimposed on top of that. And I was trying to think, it would make what, another good 
thumbnail, but yeah, yeah, the face super reminded me of, and then I remember this picture that I'm posting in the chat that we it kind of reminded me of, and uh, I'll look at that. But as dramatic and cool as it, oh god, as dramatic and cool <laughs> as it as it looks, it's like would it really have caused that much of an explosion? Like it's yeah. just mostly just metal it's, beams. Yeah. And then, like, a dish, so... So, listeners yeah. <laughs> at, at home, um, Jordan has just posted a picture of a slightly yeah. overweight, redhead clarinet band male... Uh, yeah, clarinet playing band kid, and it's a... It's a what is clearly a, his band photo, which is a close-up on of, of his face, and then, like, sort of a... In the head part of him is his body, like kind of superimposed over it, yes. um, slightly transparent. <laughs> and it's a uh, bad school pictures. I'm pretty sure that will be one of the top images. <laughs> it's 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 <laughs> yeah. I do not think that this looks like Megatron, but I see why you would think why it would remind you of it. <laughs> the best part of the picture is just how dramatic he looks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least in the face shot. I, face shot, he looks pretty serious. I think that this is this is great. This is great audio. Um, <laughs> I think the thing the thing is this. Uh, I've seen a lot of bad marching band photos, and uh, this one looks like one of them. Like not you know, it's not particularly more egregious than others. Mm-hmm. But it's not great. And what we could start doing is is uh, tweeting the screen caps that we talk about in the episode. I think probably reprise does that. Yeah, I might have to see about doing that. The ones that we we don't use for the episode header, we can tweet out. There's yeah. three good nominations for it. Yeah, we'll, I think we should I put Jordan we'll in charge of that because Jordan uh, always posts the pictures. Although I did the one at the flower today. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. So that's basically the end of the episode, right? Well, we we do have a little bit at the end because Megatron uh, is about ready to try and destroy. all of the maximals and he's got the lens there with him and the next thing you know the lens gets shot and we've got tigatron and cheetor who are now transformed again and cheetor of course with his wonderful lines is like time for you to decorate a cage mega dork (laughs) and so megatron winds up winds up transforming he's like i think not yeah, he's just like, fuck this noise, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I already he won. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Cybertron won't find you now, and the war will go on until I am the victor. And so he winds up doing this huge T-Rex jump off of the mountain. And so Cheetor and Tigertron run over to Optimus and are like, did we get our signal to the probe? Are we going home? And Optimus merely is like, not today, Cheetor, but someday. And that's Aww. the end of the episode. And then Very we see sad. the probe. Uh, it like it warps out of there. Yep. yep. Sort of builds up ahead of steam, and then goes into the trans warp and flies off. And so this was one of those really bittersweet episodes because this is the first episode really that we've had the the Predacons really win. Yeah, they 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 pulled off of and. It, it's one of those things where, like, I think that's one of the interesting things about Beast Wars is that there's, it's really kind of like, you know, battle per battle. And sometimes, you know, things just don't go well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, it's 
it's it's it's trench warfare. It's it's no yeah no nobody nobody gains one inch one way or the other. Um, and uh, and yeah, so so I did think this was really uh, cool because what 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 I was thinking about at the end of this episode, um, you know, and I. I definitely never seen this episode before. I mean, I was pretty sure that they weren't literally going to get rescued, but I wasn't sure, you know, whether this would whether they would get the get in touch with the probe and then but then there would be the rest of the series is how long it takes for them to for the Cybertronians to show up or whatever, you know. Um but it reminded me a lot of the Green Candle uh episode of Power Rangers. Yes. But because that's like the one time that you think of Power Rangers where Rita won. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's true. They they sort of did a thing at the end of that episode though, where like she didn't win all the way because like Tommy gave his powers to Jason, and so then he didn't total they, the powers didn't the total powers didn't lose, and then Jason had got to have the shield sometimes, and it was awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but like. I did like that this was like at the end it was like clearly this is you know this was you said this episode the beginning reminded you of the Empire Strikes Back the end also kind of reminds you of Empire Strikes Back because it's like yeah. it's this yeah. dark clearly the 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 antagonists of the of the show have won I'm not going to say the bad guys yeah. because you know I'm on the Predacon side uh, although I did <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the episode I did say wow the bad guys won and like just. Yeah. Just straight up, no, no apologies. Like uh, it wasn't like I mean, because they definitely could have done it, put a little bit of a different spin on it, where like the 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 bad guys destroyed the thing, but they got a little bit of a signal out, so they don't know, and or maybe like really, really showed the showed the Maximals defeating the Predacon, like defeating the Predacons in the battle, but maybe mm-hmm. having the downside. But no, this was just straight up. Megatron had a goal and he and he achieved it in spite of being bad at finding people uh sneaking up on people. Yeah. I mean sure he didn't get to destroy any of them, but his main objective he managed to complete. Right. So Yeah. So yeah, that was that episode. Um we've got quite a few questions. I don't know if we're going to have enough time for all of them because well, it's been a while since we've had so many. We don't have to do all of them. I think some of them we can Save for for later too. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we should at least do the ones that came from Twitter and and Facebook because they kind of were like like directly when we started taping the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Plus, I, I I actually do I do kind of want to know the answer to Mike's question amongst <laughs> all of us. <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't know I don't know what the questions are. So I'm well, well. You want me to go down no, we'll, the... We'll, 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 um, yeah, because we're, we're going to do the Twitter and Facebook ones, right? And maybe save the yeah. other ones for another time? Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So, Jules uh, tweeted us when, when you put up that uh, that lovely mm. uh, Feed Me question and asked, how cool would a Masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron, Purple Dinosaur version, be, and how badly do you all want one? And uh, I'd like to point out that I was able to immediately uh, post back, would it... Like it depends on whether it would have a voice chip that when you press it, it would go yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. I mean, I already want it a lot, <laughs> yeah. and then that would make it even more. You no, know, I think we even talked about one of the earlier episodes. If they made it have like rubbery uh, robots, 
dinosaur skin too would be really yes. cool. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'd still want it even if it was just plastic because Megatron is he's one of the more badass looking of the of the Transformersness. He is. Yeah. So T Rex. It's a motherfucking T Rex. So um, <laughs> I actually feel like as and the masterpiece toy line is one of these super high end things, right? Like the. Yeah. Like the black, whatever, the black series and Star Wars action figures and stuff. Okay. Um, So I feel like I wouldn't want that as much as either um, either the original, either the, I mean, I have the original Megatron, um, Mm -hmm. but either the, either the original or even like a replica of the original, because the, the difference between like the Beast Wars figures and some of the older, uh, properties maybe power rangers i've noticed it i really uh uh i've been you know getting into sailor moon and like like the old the the 1992 sailor moon figures were basically just barbies you know and and, and, uh you know i know people really like some of the old star wars figures but like they're not as nice as more modern ones i think that beast wars when it came out the technology for for toys was sort of was sort of getting to be where they started to look good. And then yeah. also, and then also, uh, they were kind of, that was the point is that they were kind of cutting edge with the, with the technology, with the ball joints and the whatnot. So I kind of feel like the, and then, and then that combined with the show being so accurate to the toys, like mm-hmm. with a few exceptions, you know, like that black arachnia that we saw that they did the fancy Japanese version. That's more accurate to the show. But yes. like generally speaking, I'd just rather have I'd rather have the real Megatron. I want, you know, I've been really thinking about getting a trying to get a Tarantulas or a or a Rhinox or or an or, well, a new, or an Optimus I mean, or something. That's I, I don't know. Bat. I mean, like if they did a Magic Glass, it would just be it would just be the same toy again, uh-huh. but maybe just better plastic. I mean, I don't think yeah. they would change much. Well, they came out with the uh, the masterpiece uh, Optimus. I'm gonna have to see if I can try and track that down because that was if. If I had some money, I would definitely uh, be buying that because it is pretty nice looking. Is that Primal or Prime? Primal, yeah. They came out with a Primal one. I'm going to – because Joel, I think, was the first one who showed me it from TWA. Oh, yeah. yeah looks here it good. is here. It looks yeah, so I'm gonna, good. I found it here. I'll, I'll post it for you guys to see because it – the monk, really the, the gorilla's cool. form doesn't look as good though. The robot form looks really good, but the gorilla one looks a yeah. little bit segmented. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they didn't it is put a bit the segmented. fur on. They didn't put the actual fur on. I was hoping they would. <laughs> but the robot mode looks. Like it looks so exactly good. Exactly like the show. Yeah. So I don't know if they did a, if they did the same thing for Megatron. I I would love that. I would love Only a hundred and thirty dollars on on uh, eBay or uh, what is this Amazon? I, I do uh, like big bad toy stores where I where I'm seeing it now. I do like how it does like some of the you know high, high um, <coughs> sorry something caught in my throat <laughs> high end figures where it has an interchangeable face like because yes. yeah I, I see it has the it's got like a smiling gorilla angry gorilla and then like quizzical gorilla and then it's got like quizzical Optimus head regular Optimus head and like. The faceplate one, which looks so cool. I love yes. the faceplate. I wish you used it more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. It's lo- another debate topic we got into again in the bonus episode. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the, the the this this figure. I'd rather I like the original one better. Yeah. No, and that's fine. Like I, yeah. to be honest, I do like some of the those 
those toys too. Like uh like I like I've mentioned, I have um I have the Silver Vault figure and that's a really good toy, even though it's not like, you know, uh a high you know, like a high end collector's thing. It's it's still very posable, it's still really nice and you know, like Kendall was saying, like at this at this point when they were making some of the Transformers toys, they kind of really had like, you know, a good idea of what to do to make things you know, works so well in most in most time in most cases. Yeah, I just found a link to an Optimus Primal toy that does have fur, and it is a little too furry, but it it looks interesting. Like, so you guys, gorilla fur. I don't know if this is like this article. I mean, it says it's, it's the masterpiece Optimus Primal toy. Whoa, that's different. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got some other toys in this article too, but. That, that is yeah. really different. It looks really like it makes him look really savage and like crazy, and it's kind of a cool different interpretation. But yeah. I do think I prefer uh, the masterpiece one. Where we're just yeah. that's the Optimus Primal toy that they would make if uh, the Predacons had won the war. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I, I still think fur on a toy could be a cool idea, but that's just way too fur. Yeah. Well, it, it's very. It looks. It doesn't. It's not consistent across the it's whole like thing shaggy. either. Yeah, it's like yeah. it looks like he's wearing a fur coat. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Next question. Okay. So then Mike asked us, uh, "What's our favorite pizza topping?" Uh, that's, that's, I mean, like I guess, I guess like ham maybe, but I mean, like t- I like, uh, I, I like the combination of toppings. Like one topping, like I don't know. <laughs> Let's have oh, that as maybe. a sub question. I want us all to choose one topping, but then we can say our 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 favorite group of toppings. I think that is the only thing, the only way to be fair here with this question. Okay. My favorites, um, and I'm probably going to be the heathen out of the group because not many people like it. Um, I like chicken. I like chicken that's on pizza. Fine. I mean, oh, that's that's fine. cool. I, they make some pretty good barbecue chicken pizzas around here that I like. Yeah, yeah. that's what I love. I love barbecue chicken pizza. It's good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And I, I'm also a pizza heathen. I like pineapple. That's yeah, not, not me. Not for yeah. me. <laughs> I, know, I know people hate it, but I, I, I love it. I don't know why. I, I like it. Con- I like it. I, I want to make it. I, I, I make people like it. Yeah. I will definitely, um, I, I will say uh, that one one combination of, of topping, I'll, I'll say my, my, my individual, my favorite individual <laughs> topping is pepperoni. I'm just going to, like, that's the only, that if I'm going to get a, a one topping pizza, it's going to be a pepperoni yeah. pizza. Yeah. Like, there's not another, there's not another option there. Um, <laughs> I do like pepperoni, but I think I like ham a little bit more as a meat on pizza. And see, that's the other weird thing about me. Like, I'm not a huge fan of pepperoni, but I'll never, like tell you know if we're doing pizza toppings it's like i'm gonna get pepperoni do you want like do you what's your favorite thing like i'm not gonna tell them no right but, but like if i had to individually pick like pepperoni's not not in the like top three for me mm-hmm. i i will say place. i will say i my um my favorite obscure combination of pizza toppings uh is that i had to negotiate with my wife uh when both of us had a cold last winter um ham pineapple and jalapeno Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see the ham and pineapple because that's because that's like, part of Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I worked at Pizza Hut, the uh, the some of the the um, Hispanic folks in the kitchen would always have 
pineapple jalapeno pizzas. And it does that combination of sweet and spicy really well. Um, Mm. And then the ham adds Chopped up or or like the actual like little... Because I always forget which type of jalapenos are. (laughs) Well, it depends on the, it depends on the restaurant. When I go to, when I go to Papa John's, it's, yeah, it's like a, it's like a slice of a jalapeno. Okay. Yeah. So like in terms of combination of, of ingredients for me, the pizza I like to order the most is, um, the Canadian classic from Canadian two for one, which Mm -hmm. is Canadian smoked ham and bacon, spicy pepperoni, and mushrooms, and I add spinach to that as well because spinach is probably what, like my second favorite pizza topping. Uh, like if I'm gonna get only three that toppings on a pizza. It'd be ham, pep. It'd be ham, um, mushroom, and spinach. But uh, yeah, the the for the for the all the toppings I could ever want: smoked ham, mm-hmm. bacon, pepperoni, and mushrooms and spinach. And for me, for combinations, uh, again, I, I, if it was just me, I do weird things, and I get pineapple and beef. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I don't know why. Like I, I mean, yeah, like you I do, do you, bro. <laughs> like I, you remember Pizza Hut had? The, I don't know if it had it in other areas, but they had the Book It program growing up, and part of it was you get personal pan pizza, and you got like two toppings of whatever you wanted on it, oh, or, okay, yeah. or or like that, and. Like one thing, I I went through a phase where I didn't actually get cheese on my pizza. It was just the pizza sauce and topping. But uh, at some point, I started eating. Even. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, I just I just started eating uh, like a, you know normal cheese pizza with like pineapples on it, and that was fine. And then like I was like, hey, I like the beef topping too. So I tried, hey, can I get pineapple and beef toppings? And like they were like, okay. And <laughs> fucking started, <weirdo. laughs> and I just started liking it, and I'm like, eh. and then you you hear him like going on the phone, like, "Hey Jeff, you wanted you want to deliver this pizza to the serial killer?" <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm, <laughs> That is far from the weird. I work I have I worked at a Pizza Hut very very briefly in my youth. That's far from the weirdest. Uh, Thing. Yeah, people definitely would order like no cheese or or weird toppings. I had one guy that was like, he was like, "Does the pizza come with cheese?" No, that's okay. I got cheese at home. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> I, I've added my own cheese to like to like a uh, frozen pizza before, but not to like. Delivery. I've I've definitely added I've definitely added cheese to pizzas that didn't have enough cheese. Yeah. 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 I've done that too. The process of putting it on a pizza that's already cooked. Like, yeah. Can you tell us what your worked, favorite combination was? Uh, well, I, I said the barbecue chicken ones were really good, but uh, what's on up, a barbecue chicken pizza exactly that you like? Yeah. Uh, well, the chicken, uh, it was like a sweet and tangy barbecue sauce. Um, and I think it was just regular, it was either some mozzarella or did they actually use a cheddar cheese? I think. I think the when, barbecue pizza. The barbecue chicken pizza they have around here also has green peppers and onions. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I normally I get it with the peppers, but I'm not, see I'm not a huge onion fan, so I probably wouldn't get onion on it, but I probably still have the green pepper on it. Yeah, but yeah, that's probably what I'd do. So, I'd write, maybe toss. So I think I'm ordering a pizza now. <laughs> By the way, I got a screen cap. I want to order this pizza right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't have a lot of money though. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, runoff. should I should I make sure should I make sure I have enough money for it? Uh, and you can just barely see uh, Megatron's superimposed yeah. head over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, they look in a really awkward position there. Yeah, it looks good though. I like it. <laughs> Okay, anyway. so our third yeah. uh, Twitter question was from David Muma. Is that how you say it? I think so, yeah. Okay, if Raptrop raised four turtle brothers, what would they be? I was actually thinking about this earlier because Raptrop, <laughs> if, if you remember in the, the Better Mousetrap episode, he's like, I'm I'm a stealth fighter. I'm a yeah. master marksman. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I'm a demolitions expert. And I'm like, Okay, well, there's three of the turtles, so one yeah. could be like a demolitions expert. I figured like a Raphael could be a demo expert. Leo would be the stealth fighter. Donnie would be the marksman. But I don't know what Michelangelo would be. He'd be a sarcasm. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> so, so I think He'd just um, be a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> so I think he would name. He would name, but they wouldn't be named that. They would be named. Yeah, no. they, would, uh, they would be Trump named uh, Don Corleone. <laughs> oh. Uh, are you just Tony Soprano from, from pop culture? Yeah, go on. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 freaking, I don't know, Scarface. I'm out of mobsters that I know from <laughs> this, movies. This, this works I'll actually because, like, because the whole idea of like how Splinter named the turtles was finding that art book. It'd be like Rat Trap would find a bunch of DVDs <laughs> <laughs> of like different mobster movies, and they can name them after that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, but that's the yeah. They would be named after specific yeah of of characters from from the mob movie. I just don't know. Um, I haven't seen enough mob movies. I've only seen The Godfather. Oh, I'm trying to think of what the name is. The main character from Goodfellas. It's escaping me right now. Yeah, I prefer Goodfellas. Cooing at you, cooing at me. It's Goodfellas. <laughs> I think th- I think that I would be uh, yeah. pretty interesting, but I, I would definitely think that it would be like yeah, New York themed names for for the turtles if it was Rat Trap that was racing them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a there's that question. Okay, and then um, Alex Morris asked us on the Facebook group, which Transformer would be the winner of a Mortal Kombat style tournament? Would you pick the same character if if they could only fight in beast mode? Hmm. And I, I was going to say this. This episode kind of showed us that beast mode is bad for fighting, which yeah. you, you wouldn't think. But See, I mean, beast mode to... versus beast modes, maybe. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it was beast mode versus beast mode. I'd probably so go for like either Megatron or Dinobot. Maybe Dinobot because yeah. I think he'd just be better against everybody. I guess because Megatron would have like trouble with maybe the faster one, just because they might be yeah. able to, like avoid him. Yeah, I th- I think like the Tarantulas and Barkinia would be those like really fast dodging characters that uh, that everyone would have trouble with if someone knew how to play them well. Yeah, definitely. Tarantulas um, especially would be like one of those ones that set up traps that you combo people into. Mm-hmm. In terms of robot forms, I'd probably go either Dinobot again, especially for Mortal Kombat style thing. Or um, it's because of his like he's got such visceral like weapons, right? Could you imagine mm-hmm. the fatalities he could do with his like drill sword? Ooh. Like, Ooh. That'd be and bad. then uh, and then Optimus just because he's so freaking decked out, like he's a yeah. walking armory. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have to go with those choices too. Especially Dinobot. I think Dinobot would have some brutal fatalities. Hmm. Like maybe he would slice somebody's head off and then quote Shakespeare. Or he'd like throw someone up in the air and then have them land on his like propeller thing and they would get chopped up as they land through it. Oh. <laughs> so I think I think for for uh I, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to order my pizza, and then I just found out that the place is closed. Um, You're already gone. You already checked out. <laughs> but uh, but but uh, I would say I would if it was beast mode, I would definitely choose Megatron because the game would be broken, and Megatron would have too many hit points. Hmm. Maybe he'd be like yeah. a boss battle with the game. Yeah, yeah. He would be. Yeah, he would either be. Yeah, he could be a boss battle. Um, but yeah, he would either be in a, a boss battle or like an unlock, like the ultimate unlockable character. Like yeah. after you beat the game on the highest difficulty with the, the no, without taking any damage, you can unlock him. But I just feel like he would be the most, the most powerful. Um, and then uh, in in robot I was form, on Twitter, which character is this? I'd say <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> Megatron is what I was saying. And then in robot form, I think I think Optimus is probably. The one that would, because he had, he. I feel like he would have. Well, but if it's Mortal Kombat style, mm. I don't know. Because <laughs> like in any anybody that has projectiles in in Mortal Kombat style games are broken, and, <laughs> and all the characters do. But I feel like um, Optimus has more options for that, so probably he would have an attack that was easy to just mash buttons on the on the controller. And end up doing the projectile thing. Like you, it would just be like down back, down back punch, and then he shoots, and then you could just spam that the whole time, and then, and then you win the battle. I see Optimus having a teleport move too, just because of his jetpack, go to the air, and then come back down on them or something. Right, right. Oh, I, yeah. just, I just had flashbacks to Capcom versus Marvel and just button mashing. <laughs> oh God! Work, 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 work. Well, it's like it's like uh, in um, uh, what's what's the DC. The or the uh, injustice, uh, injustice, um, yeah, and like uh, dead, dead, deathstroke in injustice, he's got like a bunch of ways that you can just shoot the people. And, yeah, <laughs> and there's a bunch of characters that have ranged attacks, but his are just like Arrow. Uh, Green Arrow Two is another one that's kind of like that. Yeah, and you just yeah. you just spam it the whole time. At least against the computers, you spam it the whole time, and then you just win. <laughs> um, although I mean, like to be fair, if I played a game, I'd, I'd probably play as like Cheetor or Tigertron because like I usually play speed characters. But and, uh, yeah, and and, and for me, I would I always tend to play like even if they're a little bit like I guess gimmicky characters, but just that are fun to play around with. So <laughs> like I don't know, like maybe I would play Tarantulas if he had like a lot of cool like like I said like traps and and jumping around and stuff. But then there's also the if. We like count in like later ones. I definitely would play Silverbolt. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I. Th- but the then again, like he has those wing missiles that he actually like uses as spears or lances at times too. So yeah. like, it's it's he actually has this weird weapon thing that he could do. Let's imagine all the all, all the characters would play. I imagine like Rat Trap would have a move where he sticks you with a bomb and then can like blow it up later if he wants. Yeah, I could see that. He, I can see him putting traps on the field as he's like, and you around. know what? You know what? Waspinator would be the Dan of the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I was. I've actually been thinking a lot about 
uh, I said I mentioned this on the Halloween uh, bonus episode. Is because uh, I, I, I've been playing Overwatch a lot. I've been imagining the Transformers <laughs> characters as as like in a in a similar style game, like a team based shooter, and the different abilities they would have. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be so cool. Yeah, it'd be pretty neat. Especially like uh, the Transformers animated. They already have like Reinhardt there with Sentinel, as I'll get to in the bonus one. <laughs> um, yeah. do, do we have time for one more question? Because I was thinking maybe we grab one of the ones from Zach's friends if we have time. Sure. I think we got time for one more. Because there is one that I kind of do want to get to. Yeah, uh, sure. So his friend Dylan, like I'm, I'm just going to use the name that he uh, uh, asked, who has the most sick beats, Blaster or Soundwave? Oh, Blaster, without a doubt. <laughs> and uh, this is, you know, G1 kind of thing, so I... Sorry, Kendall, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you know much about them. But, like, y- you know who, how, who Soundwave is in general, right? Like, No. Okay, Soundwave was the, the basically the tape recorder robot that basically shot out cassette tapes that turned into other robots. Okay. Like Ravage, Laserbeak, and other things. And, and he was very robotic. He got he had like a Microsoft Sam type voice. Yeah, and, and he I mean, and not, he, not accurate, but he had a robotic voice. Like oh what was it like in the movie where when they were arguing over who should be leader and sound and like the constructor console were like, We should be the leader because we can form Devastator and Soundwave just counters like constructed cons inferior, Soundwave superior. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, Who are you to call us inferior, you uncharismatic boar? <laughs> <laughs> so uh but and so like he, he's kinda of like a fan favorite, I guess you could say. Because he's well I like him a lot. in G one, like he had a lot of iterations, and at some point, I guess the animators like, oh man, we should have like a, a toy version of him for for the Autobots, and so they made Blaster, who is basically a boombox that does what Soundwave can do. It's all, and I think the voice actor sort of had like a Scat Carruthers sort of yeah voice to him, kind um, of like DJs. Yeah, I, 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 and, uh, and with that, I think Blaster would have like the more fun pop and beats, and Soundwave would be more like industrial techno. Yeah, and I remember yeah. when when Zach posted this, I I, ha- I said, and I and I promised I would mention it again on air, is that it seems to me that com- comparing the two is like comparing uh, Soundwave to Blaster is like comparing Daft Punk to Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. So 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 Daft Punk is better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For some people, yeah, definitely. But I actually don't know very like much about either one. I just don't like, like Van Halen Blaster, very much. Blaster's a very '80s, '90s style kind of thing. So if that's your thing, then yeah. But Soundwave, I don't know. Like Soundwave seems to be the, the like as 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 this as the instructor cons pointed out, very like uncharismatic, like very stoic and stuff like that. Yeah. Said he would have very industrially sounding music, like really like electronic y, because he's like a yeah. robot voice thing, and the other guy's got more of like a, you know, he sounds kind of like a DJ, so I think you'd have like pop it yeah. beats and like yeah. more fun music, while the other ones be more like, it wouldn't be bad. It'd be, yeah, it's like comparing apples and oranges, it's whatever one you like, you know? Which it's isn't really, a very fun answer, I guess, but there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's, 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 I think, the main problem is like, because when it comes to music, it's really what you feel like at the time. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, there's the definitive answers for your questions this week, folks. <laughs> I'll, get really, I'll get really aggressive with it. Yo, Blast is the best! You would take Soundwave down! 
<laughs> oh, oh, or, or do they have to have like a cut dance off? Are we gonna yeah. have to see them pop and lock? Oh yeah. Or like, or like, or like a music off, like kind of like Scott Pilgrim, the movie. You have like the sound thing is like hitting each other and shit. Oh, the bass battle is what you're to referring that. to in Scott Pilgrim, yeah. What? The bass battle is what you're referring yes. to there, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was really good. Love that scene. So yeah, there you go. There's some questions answered for this week, and we got some more for next week. But feel free to send them in. Send them yes. in at, at War and Beast on Twitter. Also on the Facebook group that the uh, the War and Beast podcast on Twitter or War and Beast podcast at gmail.com. So yeah, there you go. There's been the episode for this week. Uh, next week we are going to be reviewing the next episode. Uh, I believe it's episode twelve, Victory. So. And it's actually good that we were, because some places were saying that we were supposed to watch the probe before a better mousetrap, which wouldn't have made sense because, as we alluded to earlier in the start of this episode, they actually deactivated Sentinel, which got introduced in a better mousetrap. So, yeah, it's good that we did it the way that we did. Yeah, it's I don't know some places, but to order and that I don't know. Yeah, what what order was that? Because I'm going off of um. This website that I'm watching it off was order, and they seem like legit. I don't know what order the other one was. Uh, IMDb yeah, had the probe and better mousetrap switched. I think. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's yeah. like it's not that order. That's not the order it is in the in the DVD or anything. So. Nope. Like certain certain releases did. Like I know there's one Australian release that actually does have uh, a different different order. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. There you go. Anybody got anything they wanted to plug this week? Uh, I just won our bonus episode that's coming up. <laughs> uh, that if everything goes well, we'll be out on Halloween. But yep. also, tangentially, the guest on that was uh, has his own podcast called D Comedy or yeah. D Com Podcast, where him and his sister basically watch all the classic Disney family um, family made TVs or TV movies. So. Yep. Yes, every classic, which is it was stuff apparently like Princess. Everyone. I think it was stuff like Princess <laughs> Protection Program or something like that. Yeah, a bunch of other ones. And oh, they're also. I'm, doing I'm a, excited to listen. They're also doing a Halloween episode for, as well, and it's uh, going to be. Is it Halloween Town or Halloween Town Two that they're actually just going to Halloween Town? To? Okay, it's definitely the first one. Well, I, I, I said if they were going to jump straight to the second one for the for no, the, they were talking about how oh. they weren't sure if they were going to do it. Okay. Because it's so bad, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Anything else anybody wanted to plug this week? Uh, yeah. I mean, like like always, um, you can catch my artwork on my Tumblr, dangerchair.tumblr.com, or you can find me as johndar726 on Twitch, Twitter, and my Instagram. Kendall, how about you? Uh, Anything you I'm I'm at K Hallman on Twitter. I've been uh, posting about comic books and Walking Dead and. Uh, I was. I think I was drunk watching the presidential debates. And, I think a lot of people were drunk watching and, the presidential uh, debates. And posted about the that. Start of it through it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I was. I was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was all the way through. Um, but uh, uh, I, although those are over, aren't they? So yeah. you don't even have to worry about me talking about politics. You can just talk, hear me talk about how much uh, I like comic books and how disappointed I was in the Walking Dead premiere. Um, yeah. So, I've seen a lot of people posting but, about Walking Dead on my feed. I guess somebody oh, died. Oh, yeah. 
but we aren't going to spoil that for people in case they haven't seen it yet. Yeah, well, no. you know, sure. <laughs> at, this point, <laughs> at this point, yeah, the no, only I want you to tell about... me after we after you finish recording because I'm never going to watch it. I'm okay. Curious to which characters was. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> all I all I know at this point from Walking Dead is the Telltale games because those were so well written. Mm-hmm. Those were pretty good. I like Telltale games. I haven't played Walking Dead because it looked too depressing. It's also why I haven't watched it. <laughs> It is depressing. Uh, I can't. No. I can't deny that. But I, I like Wolf Among Us. I haven't played the whole game yet, but played it. I've heard good things about the the Batman game. Like that's that's yeah, next cool too. I yeah. think it's really interesting that they have a game where you play primarily as Bruce Wayne. That's yeah, done yet. Yeah, like I, I'm hoping uh, at some point to get you know maybe get some extra cash so I can get that. Because. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's weird, but I've pretty much played almost uh, all the Telltale games even before they like, you know, actually like hit it big. Did you, you play Strong say. Bad's cool game for attractive people? Yes, I did. And to be honest, I really enjoyed them. But that's because I was a big fan of Homestar Runner, and it felt in line with what was going on with the that series. Mm-hmm. So, but but the thing is, is that it's very very niche. Like, it's the kind of thing like if you have no idea what Homestar Runner is. Or any or any of their jokes, this game's not really going to appeal to you very well. Well, then, if you have no idea what Homestar Runner is, then you should find out what Homestar Runner is because it will make your life better. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that would be a, a good thing. But I I think someone who who would just pick it up and try and play it straight through without like going like, what is this Homestar Runner stuff, anyways? Uh-huh. Like just just try and play it and just play the game and not learn anything else would be very frustrated. Mm-hmm. Much as I'm enjoying this conversation, this ending of the podcast is getting really long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to I'm going to plug the uh, the network's website, Audio Entropy. Yeah. Yep. Go there. Uh, we thank them immensely for allowing us to be a part of it. Uh, they've got the, the new stuff on there too. Yes, they did. There's a there's brand new logo on there. It looks really good. Um, I don't know the official name of the person that did it. All I know is their foreign name, Death of Rats, and I'm that, that's all I've got so far. So if I had a real name, I would I would definitely plug that name. But it was a, I love a, the logo, really... but I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand? It's a raptor wearing the earphones with, with a the, flying... with a mic meteor that's coming that's coming to destroy the Earth. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, but yeah, they, honestly, they've... that does make more sense now that I think about it. <laughs> Um, but we've got uh, Going Parachute that just premiered recently. Uh, Transmission Radio, which had it was a really good premiere. Um, so we thank everybody who's been listening to the, to the new shows. HM ninety six, another big one. Uh, but if you want to catch them all there, um, we've got eleven catch of them there. After mentioning yeah. a Pokemon episode. Yeah, <laughs> but but we are up to eleven podcasts on the network now, so we're we're working diligently to remain within the top ten. <laughs> we got to be careful. Yeah, we we get out of that top ten spot. It's it's all downhill from there. So, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Go home, folks. Get some sleep. Get ready for candy. Eat some pizza. There you go. I don't know about cats, but I am tired of being stupid. <laughs> there you go folks let's roll